The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Welcome, everyone. Prepare for show open in three, two. Welcome, everyone, to a very special sneak peek behind the new podcast, Team Building Around the World. I'm your host for this webinar, David Yaz. I'm the host of the Boston Podcast, but more importantly, I'm just a hired gun podcast guy. The people who are really putting this podcast together, I'm going to introduce you to right now. Say hello to our producer, Melissa Ehlers, and host, Rich Rinsland. Hello, team. Just to get to know the folks behind the show, Melissa, you're the producer. Tell us about a little bit about your background and maybe what brought you to podcasting, what interests you about it. Sure. So I have been working with Team Bonding for the last couple of years doing more public events, um, Clue Live, Murder at the Mansion. And we were sitting in the marketing office one day and I was discussing with the marketing director at the time different ways to promote events that we have and things that we have coming up that we would like to see done differently and try and get a bigger following going. And the first thing that came out in that discussion round Robin was, why don't we have a podcast? And immediately I was like, I'm so upset that we didn't think of that first. So I started going through my contacts and started scrolling through my phone. And then I was like, Rich, Rich is the person. So I sent Rich a text message and being like, hey, how would you like to host a podcast? Um, so that's how we got started. And we, I started doing a lot of research about where to begin. <laughs> Well, great segue. That's why you're a producer. And as we like to call you, stage manager of this podcast. So you're about to be treated to the, the mellifluous tones of Rich Brinsland, the host for the show, the, the podcast. And uh, Rich, tell us a little bit about your background and what interests you in this medium. Well, uh, uh, my background's pretty simple. I've been a professional actor, director, writer for 26 years now, more than half my life. And when Melissa started talking to me about it, the first thing we were talking about, of course, was promoting those shows that were part of Headfirst Events and Mystery Cafe. So we took those to the owner of uh, Headfirst Events and Team Bonding, Mr. David Goldstein, and he wasn't all that thrilled, to be honest with you, but he liked the idea of the podcast. He wasn't sure how much he wanted or thought that the other side of the business needed promotion. But when he started talking to us about taking it to the team building side, again, Melissa and I started doing a bunch of research and starting really excited about the idea. Very good. Well, we promised you a sneak peek of the show. So right now you're going to hear a clip that runs about a minute. It is from episode one. Enjoy. Hello, team. My name is Rich Rinnensland, and I'm welcoming you to Team Building Around the World. Today, I'm very excited to have with me Mr. Guy Baker, the CEO of Catalyst Global. So while we were doing these outdoor-based conference sort of activities, my background and my actual interests were still in, you know, art and music. I was still going out to clubs, playing congas in bands and djembe and all these sorts of things. And I really wanted to bring that into the corporate world, but... The corporate world wasn't doing that at the time. We, as a major supplier to Microsoft, were doing their team building events. We were doing their sort of family fun days. We were doing their Christmas parties. And they bankrolled my crazy ideas. Each year, Microsoft would say, okay, what have you got for us next? What have you got for us next? And then other companies like British Airways started jumping on. And we didn't have to sell anything. All we did was pick up the phone. You know, I enjoyed that clip, even though I don't speak Australian. So good for me. That's how good a host. That's a good a good a host can do that. 
what makes a good podcast. Melissa, I know you, you listen to a ton of them. This is the first year you've yeah. produced, but give mm-hmm. us, give us a couple ideas on what makes a good show. Well, what I like to listen to uh, for podcasts, I've been an avid podcast listener for many, many years. I am a typical true crime buff. I love listening to cold cases. I also like a lot of history different podcasts that show, that can tell stories. So to me, having a good podcast is all about the story and the story that you're looking to tell through the spoken word. And I think that's what truly makes a good podcast is having that engaging story to let the listeners hear from a different perspective or tell them something that they didn't know about before. There's a lot of different elements, but to me, the core is at the story. Rich, you've already done a bunch of interviews in the can, as we say in the industry, for this for this show. Tell us what has clicked for you. Is it like a radio interview or is it a little bit different in these dialogues you have with people? Well, yes and no. I mean, an interview is an interview is an interview, as many people might suggest. But while I can be and and aim this more towards, uh, say, like a morning zoo, uh, that just happens to be where my comedy is. And God knows I have this remarkable soundboard that gives me that capability. Um, I actually prefer more the, the conversation. I, I, I'm meeting so many interesting people doing this. It's actually one of the really exciting parts of this job is meeting these people who essentially created uh, all of their industries in the different countries that they're coming to us from. And they have such fascinating stories that I just love making it two people talking to each other. Melissa, and not and, only that, it's... Um, I, I I am on the recordings with Rich when we're doing the interviews, but I have my camera and my sound off. So just getting to listen and kind of eavesdrop on these stories that are being told through all of these different perspectives. The, some of the countries that we've interviewed with, like Australia, and we we have a bunch different coming up. We have, we've interviewed, Rich, what are some of the other countries that we've spoken to? There's well, so we've, many. Yeah, we've been to Mexico, um, New Zealand, Australia, all around the UK. Um, we're actually starting to head into Asia, and now we're getting to that, that far side yeah. of the globe. That's a lot of traveling during a pandemic, so well done. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I know that you 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 and Melissa together do your due diligence and prep for the interview, but how important is prep? Do you stick to the questions that you've got on the page or do you veer off or what do you do? No, I even before we do the interview, I always tell the people that I'm talking to that I love f- going down the rabbit hole of a conversation. The things that they bring up are the things that interest me and and hopefully interest the listeners. So I just follow them you know, I'll ask a couple of simple questions. Who are they? How did they get started? What made this industry something they wanted to be a part of? And those answers alone can easily fill a half an hour just following them in their natural course. Yeah, Melissa, what has stuck out to you when you when you listen to these live, how the conversation develops? What has worked well? It, it just it- It really just depends on who we're speaking to. I am someone I enjoy listening to someone who has a their their individual story because each one is unique um in speaking to one gentleman recently i think he was from borneo just listening about how he got started doing outward bound and how he brought that eventually brought him to malaysia and how he's bringing these unique programs and being able to travel all around malaysia and and asia and wherever it takes him 
is just really fascinating to listen to. And that's what I think this is, it's going to make this podcast a little bit uh, unique in the, in the area. Even though they're from stories all across the globe, Rich, are the, are the stories universal? Are they things that people can pick up on and say, oh, geez, great idea? They're all told from a genuinely individual perspective. These are people's actual stories. But it is fascinating to find out that no matter where you go in the globe, the idea of teamwork itself is just a universal concept. It's something that people are striving towards. It's something that people um, think they have an idea of how to get. And the one of the more exciting things about this industry is how we get to prove them wrong and help them improve. So, yeah, there is a certain universality. I mean, there is certainly a global marketplace, which Catalyst Global is really dominating in. But the idea of how to overcome different cultural biases um, and just individual thinkings of what a team should look like is a really fascinating story to follow along. I saw a public service announcement recently that was satire, but it was in, in, insisting that if you're wondering what to do during the pandemic, please don't start a podcast because there were so many of them out there. But it's, it's, <laughs> there are actually close to a, a million podcasts now. In fact, by the, by the year 2025, there will be more podcasts than there are on humans on the planet. But it is kind of the great equalizer. It's, it's audio only. And the question looms, can anyone just start one up or is it, is there more work than meets the eye? So Melissa, you're, you're part of the, <laughs> let's start with you. You're part of the process of the pre-show <laughs> and then the editing and all, and all this business. Tell us what kind of work goes behind it. So in starting a podcast, uh, like I said, we, I did a lot of research about kind of what to expect when jumping into the podcast industry, because it's not something that I was very familiar with. Uh, my background is in theater. Granted, I do more of the technical side of stage management producing. So it was kind of a natural role for me to kind of fill in there. We started doing some research, attending seminars that were hosted by local people, going to some business breakfasts to kind of get what to expect when starting a podcast. Some of what goes in behind the scenes, you have to do a lot of research about your topics and your guests. You have to make sure you're researching and having the right equipment. Um, so that way you can produce the best possible sound because I will say and listening to some other podcasts, some of them don't have good quality sound and that's something that'll turn a listener off very, very quickly. <laughs> and just making sure that you have a lot of organization, especially for Rich and I, I'm juggling when scheduling guests and reaching out to them, I'm reaching across time zones across the world. Mm. So when we were doing Guy Baker's interview at, uh, probably six o'clock at night it was nine o'clock in the morning for them so they're in the future so just getting used to juggling the different time zones and being very clear that when i send the information to and we're adjusting our schedules on our end so, so melissa's cutting out on me a little bit i hope every, most most oh, people no. are probably, probably so no that's okay it's probably my lousy internet <laughs> connection i'm using um rubber bands and cans over here for some reason <laughs> um so 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 rich you have you and I, Rich. You and I have one thing in common, and that's we share the same uh, board, which is the, <laughs> for my money the Cadillac of podcasting. And um, you don't need to tell everybody about the make and model and all that, but <laughs> people might find it interesting what you've got there and what it can, and what it can do. Well, it's, a bit it's a remarkable device. I I had no idea how we were ever going to get this off the ground until Melissa was kind enough to order this for me, and when it finally came in. Uh, of course, we had started this idea thinking that I would be in the same room with people, and then 
that was in the before times as we all now know it. So I have a multitude of microphones that just aren't being put to use, but there's this one here that is my favorite and it stays with me at all times. But not only do I have a multiple mic input, I also have the ability to connect to laptops, thank goodness, uh, and computers. Plus, I can do that via my phone. I can do all sorts of remarkable things. But the most fun part of this has to be my soundboard. Go ahead, hit a couple buttons for us. Yeah. I mean, I have just these. What you're hearing here actually came on board, came with the board, I should say. But I have managed to actually be able to input a number of other sounds, including my intro music, which was composed by a dear friend of mine, Todd Terrio. I wanted to shout out to him, give him some love. Um, I also have, for when I'm actually editing things together, I have a, let's see if you can recognize this voice. The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live, virtual, or hybrid corporate team building activities. Yep, I have those little things on there just for when I want to edit things together nicely. And that, by the way, is our dear friend, Mr. David Jazz, sitting right here in front of us. Oh, I, I thought it was James Earl Jones. My mistake, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I provided a he couple of the voices. was too expensive. We couldn't get James Earl. <laughs> so, by the way, for our, list, for our viewers today, thank you so much for joining us. So one of the elements that has developed in the podcast industry is a way to show support to give messages that show people have supported the podcast, either financially or otherwise. And it's, it's interesting. It's different than a radio ad. It's called a live read. So the host will sort of in breezy conversational fashion, just kind of slip into it before you even realize what's happening. And Rich is particularly good at this. So <laughs> prepare yourself, folks. You're about to hear an actual live read for team bonding across the world. Rich, take it away. How exciting for us all. Please, ladies and gentlemen, let me take a minute to tell you about a company I am very proud of, Team Bonding. Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? Well, they've created a unique catalog of innovative events using the power of play as a learning tool and tapping into the correlation of work and play. From scavenger hunts to Jeopardy and much, much more, the team bonding of activities, live, virtual, and hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team bonding, when you want seriously fun results. Well done. I can do sound effects too, Rich. <laughs> so, are you, are you challenging um, my board? Listen, Rich, I'm going to take things a little out of order because I, I just feel the need to play a clip Go from ahead. episode. I'm going to play the clip for episode number two. And um, again, you're getting the sneak peek. Here's here's a clip from the exchange that will occur when episode two posts. I did today to have with me as my special guest, Mr. David Goldstein. He is the owner and operator of Head First Events and Team Bonding out of Stoughton, Massachusetts. Let's talk about some of the events that you have going on. Can you give us a favorite of yours? I was talking to one of the event managers, Jane, earlier today, and she said she was in a, in a, in a Zoom room with one of the participants. It was a guy from Scotland and there was... Um, a guy from the U.S., an African-American, and playing a game and having an honest conversation about what's going on in today's world. At the end of it, they were in tears, and they were so happy that they could be together. And I think something like Team Prof and something like these type of activities allow conversations to be had that may not happen in person. That's one of the best things that we do. You're solving all of the country's problems on this podcast, Rich. <laughs> well done. That was, that was my um, original hope, yes. 
<laughs> peace and love. So the the guests that you've had so far have, for my money, been all outstanding because I've listened in on some of them. I've heard them already. But Melissa, tell us what generally what other kind of guests are you looking for? Sort of thing we might expect in the future in terms of guests. Sure. So we're looking just to talk and hear different perspectives. We have the benefit of being of team bonding, being part of the Catalyst Global Network. So we had access to a lot. So we did have a little bit of a leg up when going to get guests. We threw it out. David put me in contact with the right people to get it rolling and get and start booking those guests in kind of a very deliberate way, I would say. I'm talking to the right people in the network. And then once we're, once we have finished going through the different network, we're starting to look at different perspectives from the event industry and how team building has helped them. Uh, we're starting to look at facilitators who have worked uh, events. We're starting to look at event managers, kind of a little bit more behind the scenes of what it may take to actually put on these large scale events once we're actually able to do live events again, Mm. but also like we've had to in this, in the, in the new normal of doing these virtual events on the computer and possibly looking to see how hybrid events start to take hold where it's part people there. And instead of people traveling to the convention, they're able to attend on their computer virtually. So getting those perspectives as well to have as guests on our show. Rich, it it must be, and you've touched upon this a little bit already but it Mm. must be exciting for you to get online with someone knowing you're going to hear completely new stuff from a completely different part of the world oh very much so very very much so and it's it the the most interesting thing for me is the simple the fact that these people are fascinating to listen to from entrepreneurs to facilitators across the globe i mean different people from all different backgrounds from different cultural norms who are all coming together to create an industry that is built on being, bringing people together. There's some great stories. Melissa, would you say this podcast is meant, well, they said, let me back up a minute being the podcast guy, <laughs> fully in on something. People gen- generally listen for a podcast for one of two reasons. One, they just need to know the information. Sometimes those are brief kind of industry-based things and they just kind of want the news just like they're eating their breakfast. The other reason is because we like it, you know, the crime stories, <laughs> the story, the storytelling of, of history and things like that, that you mentioned, Melissa, is just a lot of fun. Is this one or the other, or is it possibly both educational or entertaining? I would say it's a little bit of both. It, we definitely go over best practices that are shared around the globe, but it, and, but there's also that entertainment value of listening to someone's story about how they overcame a challenge or how they had to deal with something go 100% completely wrong Mm. at the start of an event and try and figure out how to recover from there and kind of the (laughs) tips and tricks that they use to kind of overcome. So many ripped Um, pants. Because... So many ripped pants across the world. That's <laughs> so what I've learned. Pants. Um, and there's also a lot of, in a lot of our countries that we've spoken to, a lot of animal interference we're finding. <laughs> <laughs> so those also make unique challenges as well. You guys both come out of show business. I was told never work with animals or children. Isn't that the, the credo? You're either going to learn that. Yeah, they're either learning that the hard way or they're learning the exact opposite. We're not sure. We should point out that no animals have been harmed in the producing of this podcast. Correct. We're very proud of that. Correct. So 
Uh, Rich, how about you? Same question. A little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment. What do you think? I've always been an entertainer. It's what I've always wanted to be. It's what I've always wanted to do. And the in 2009 is when I actually signed on with Team Bonding and became an assistant facilitator. And now I'm one of their leads. I have very similar stories to the stories that people are telling me. So there's always that entertainment nook that is that is necessary, uh, if, if anything, just to keep my attention. But um, mm-hmm. there, but there's still a lot of information to be gleaned. The one thing we really wanted to make sure that this wasn't were simple a group of half-hour commercials. Not that not that the industry itself isn't worth promoting. It certainly is. But we wanted to make certain that we're actually you're talking to people. You're talking to real people about real experiences they've gone through. But if you're going to come along and look at this and say, I want to know more about this industry to see if it's something that my company needs, then by all means, give that a listen to. Melissa, one of the, you mentioned your passion for podcasts. I have one as well. And one of the things I like really? about it is you you tend to right better is you <laughs> tend to you tend to you tend to learn by accident. I tend to learn things that I wouldn't necessarily seek out. And this American Life from NPR is one of the the stalwarts of the the podcast landscape. It's just wonderful, and it's it could be about a husband guiding his wife through the travails of of cancer treatment, or it could be about someone in South America studying lizards and for some reason it's always interesting so the, my question to you Melissa is this you see this podcast as, as specific to a certain industry or really is it could it just be interesting for your average Joe I think it could be interesting for just your average Joe yes there um, is a little bit of industry jargon talking about the different programs and some of the outcomes um, but one of the benefits I have is I don't know all of the industry jargon for team building so me not being a facilitator and just kind of being more on the event end and the producing end of things I have that benefit of listening into the conversations and then being in Rich's ear um, typing in questions like hey the person's not going to know what a CSR program is so you need to have the guests go and define that so you're gonna learn a little bit about the industry but also be really entertained by the stories because there are times man am I glad my mic is on mute because I am busting a gut laughing (laughs) especially at split pant stories because those are always funny that was the original name of the podcast, Split Pants. But for some reason, it didn't encapsulate everything we wanted to. It didn't go over. So, so, um, and um, yeah, Rich, what do you think? Who who are you speaking to when you greet your your listeners to the podcast? When I first came on board with this, I thought that this was going to be very niche. I thought this is definitely for people in the industry talking about the industry. But from the very beginning, I also realized that. There's a need for a refocusing of teamwork, especially in the United States, where my very unique perspective was founded. I, I do not travel abroad very much in my lifetime, or never have. So um, hearing about all these other people out there and all these other worlds and finding out that teamwork is essential wherever you go and for much of the same reasons, that was it's definitely something for people to hear. It's definitely something for people to look for. I focus for an audience that has no understanding of this industry. And with Melissa as my ever-present Jiminy Cricket in my ear, telling me, you know, to helping me to refocus questions <laughs> to people who may not understand, it's for them as much as it is for people in this industry. So she, yeah, she's giving you live cues in the chat window. It's kind of annoying sometimes, people. yeah. <laughs> God bless you. Um, so, so 
We've got we've got just a I couple try minutes. I'm not to overdo it. You're you're great. No, actually, the best thing about her is she keeps me on time, because I could go on and on and on and on. And that's and many does. podcasts. Many podcasts do. We should point out that these are of a reasonable length. Actually, what is the average length that you're shooting for, Melissa? I should ask you that. For us, um, I know a lot of people, their podcast listening habits have changed um, from when we started, but I'm looking for the average commuter length, something you can listen to while taking the train to work or in your car. So anywhere from about 25 to 45 minutes of content. I understand 25 to 45. Commute, I'm not, I don't remember what that word means. Yeah, someday. Sure. Well, one of the great features of the podcast that Rich and Melissa developed is at the end, the guest must endure a, a minute, a full minute of rapid fire questions. It's a long minute. I'm actually going to put two minutes on the clock because I have two people here and they haven't seen these questions yet. So Melissa, Rich, stand by. The time is on the clock. Here come the, the rapid fire questions. Melissa, what was your favorite treat you used to get from the ice cream truck as a kid? The, the, it was the cone that had the peanut and chocolate dipped. Okay. <laughs> we'll take your word for it. Rich, how about you? Spider-Man. Ooh, good one. Uh, Spider-Man. With uh, the bubblegum like, eyes? Yeah, with the bubblegum okay. eyes, man. All right. <laughs> I was a strawberry shortcake guy. You guys are newfangled. Um, <laughs> Melissa, the, either the best or the worst nickname you've ever had. I used to work in childcare and used to work as an infant and toddler teacher. And Melissa is a very hard name to for children to say. It's a lot of syllables. <laughs> so a lot of kids used to call me Miss Missa, and it just stuck. I like that. Rich, how about you? Pooh Bear. No explanation. <laughs> None needed. <laughs> Melissa, one if you had one music you could ask one musical act, one musical act to play at your next birthday party. Um, past or present, who would you have come play your party? Queen, hands down. Oh, that's a good one. Rich, how about you? I actually am friends with a band called Grey Eye Glances out of, in South Jersey where I'm from. So them, just so I don't have to actually invite them and give them chicken dishes. <laughs> you could have had the Beatles, Rich. You could have had the Beatles. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not um, Rich, friends with, with the you. Beatles. <laughs> Rich, I'll start with you on this sure. one. Um, when you when you got the Sunday comics as a kid, what was your favorite comic strip? Oh God, Beetle Bailey, actually. That's Ooh. a good one. Yeah, Melissa. Garfield. All right, we're we're up against the clock, so I left the most important question for last. Which member of the cast of Gilligan's Island do you most closely identify with? <laughs> Rich, how about you? Ta- how about you take that first? Um, it used to be Gilligan, but now my body type is more all Alan Hale Jr. I'm the skipper. <laughs> That's the skipper. <laughs> how about you, Melissa? I would say the professor because he's always trying to fix things and make it better and trying to get off the. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy could do more with one transistor radio he and could a coconut to do anything you wanted on the island. Well, how about a hand <laughs> for Rich and Melissa? I'll give him a hand. Hey. Well done. And now. Rich, just in keeping with the conceit of this webinar, yes, how about you close the show as you would close one of the podcasts? Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for coming in and tun- tuning in with us today. Can we please one more time give a big round of applause for Melissa Ehlers and David Yaz, our lovely host here today. And thank you all for listening to Team Building Around the World. 
If you like this show, please share it with a friend or a colleague. We'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, please leave us a favorable review. Or, you know, if you don't have anything favorable to say about it, just shut up about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. So one more time, friends. This has been Rich Rennens Land. You've been listening to Team Building Around the World. And remember, if you are within the sound of my voice, I'm on your team now, and you're on mine. Thanks a lot, everybody, and you take care. And that's how you podcast. Well done, Rich. Well done, Rich. It's been said that you learn more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So why not put your coworkers to play with the help of the team at Team Bonding? Team Bonding was founded over 20 years ago with one simple question. How can employees have a great time while fostering strong, authentic bonds between people who work together? Their catalog of innovative events includes scavenger hunts, Jeopardy, and much more. Each activity, whether live, virtual, or hybrid, maximizes the impact of team building with an accent on fun. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now. Team Bonding, when you want seriously fun results. Thank you.